Have you ever wondered how the separate threads of your life fit in to one big picture? How the individual moments of challenge and triumph connect to one another to form the great meaning of your life? I am Anna Mullins, your Life Story Editor, and I'm convinced that making sense of our deepest pain can help us understand our deepest purpose. In my speaker training program and on this podcast, I help people weave together those confusing, often shameful pieces of their past, revealing the life-changing lessons that create their profound new story. Welcome to Unapologetic Stories, where secrets are out and the truth is in. Welcome back, storytellers, and welcome, big welcome, to season three of Unapologetic Stories. Season three? It's crazy. How do I have three seasons of a podcast? I have no idea. We have had quite a ride, I would say, together these past two seasons and these past two years, and I am so excited to kick off season three with just a solo edit, just me and you, so I can tell you about all of the things. I love kind of talking to you directly, even though I don't even know who you are or who's listening out there, but it's kind of fun for me to just talk into this microphone and tell you everything that's on my heart and mind and what I've been thinking about and what's going on behind the scenes just to catch you up on the things that you've been following along with that I'm so grateful you've been following along. Now, if you're new here, you haven't listened to the podcast before, let me first start by introducing myself. I am Anna Mullins and I am a Chopra instructor. I'm certified by Deepak Chopra. Um, And that education really underpins all of the work that I do. But ultimately, I am a storyteller. It's my whole job, the dream job. And I'm a storytelling coach, um, mostly through my speaker training program, but I do tons of other things, which I'll talk about in just a minute. And I'm also an event producer. Now, why do those two things go hand in hand, speaker training and event production? Well, because I firmly believe that opportunity should always go hand in hand with education. I am the child of immigrants. And if you've heard my personal story, you will know there was a time in my life when I was maybe four or five that my parents had to resort to raising food on our property literally animals and plants and vegetables in order to feed our family. There was really nothing else. And we pined for opportunity. We did everything we possibly could to kind of better ourselves and to make way for education, of course, which we still value so deeply in my family. But the idea of education was that it was so entrenched with this idea that it would open up opportunities. And whether or not that's true doesn't really matter when you know, you know, and you'll know if you have an experience like mine, that education means so much because it opens doors. Learning new things is really an opportunity to do new things. And so now, as a career storyteller, I make it my mission, my foundation to really open up not just education, not just to tell you how things are done and how to do it, but to give you the door, to open the door for you to step into action to have the opportunity. It's so important to me. So 
I build stages. I don't physically build them. I don't use a hammer and nails, but I create virtual stages or physical stages. I produce these events because I want to make sure that the speakers I train in my program actually perform in front of a real live audience. Why in God's name would you create a keynote talk so that you can go in your closet and tell yourself or tell your lineup of old shirts you don't wear anymore? I mean, the point is to tell people and to share your story with people. So that's what I do. And that's what really drives me. Now, right now, it's COVID. That, of course, means a virtual audience. I produce the Unapologetically Her show with an incredible team, by the way, incredible team who I just love and adore to this day from 2018, 2019, 2020. And just shortly after that 2020 event, the world shut down because of COVID. So right now, our opportunities are virtual. We bring in virtual audiences at the end of every speaker training program. But we always keep our fingers crossed, of course, that the world opens up and becomes safe again. And maybe there's something bigger and brighter we can do in person to bring us all back together. But for now, action, stepping beyond the fear is the most important thing, right? That is the way forward. So if that has to happen virtually, it happens virtually. And we have a killer event on the horizon for you. I'm going to tell you about in this episode today, the launch of season three. Uh, the other big thing that's happening kind of as I launch this edit today is that next week on September 9th, so next Thursday, a week and a day, I'm actually kicking off the very next speaker training cohort. So these people I'm talking about, my speaker training graduates who are just incredible, phenomenal human beings that I am just humbled to even have in this program at all. We're going to learn together. We're going to develop our keynotes and then we're actually going to perform together as well. And that whole program is kicking off September 9th. And one of the most beautiful things truly to come out of the live events, the unapologetically her events was this program. I wouldn't have even been inspired. If you haven't heard the podcast before or heard this kind of storyline of how that came to be, I wouldn't have been inspired to help other people tell their story had I not given myself the opportunity to stand on the stage and tell mine. Because it was in that moment that other women particularly, but lots of other people, lots of men now in my book of clientele, which I'm so fortunate to have, are coming to me for help with storytelling, getting their stories on stage. So that was the initial inspiration. And in this speaker training program, I merged that professional speech writing kind of education and techniques. And now I learned that because I have an initial degree. My first degree is in English and women's studies. So kind of marry social justice work with language. And I teach those techniques, how to actually write and deliver a compelling talk. But I merge that with a deep dive, a super deep dive into our core spiritual and psychological truths. As a Chopra instructor, that's kind of what I mean when I say I underpin everything with this core spiritual and psychological truth. I ensure that the stories that my speakers are telling are properly aligned, not just with their core brand message, their why, but with why all human beings need to hear story. Like we have to understand that, right? To, comp to really comprehend, to create compelling speakers on a stage to create thought leaders who transform 
the way that all of us see the world, we need to be able to access all of the layers of ourself at the same time, not just our physical self and how we show up in the world, in our roles as speakers or in our careers as individuals, in our homes and families, but also our spiritual and emotional self. And that's how we connect to other people, all other people, frankly. Of course, we need to know what to say. I get asked this question all the time. I don't know how to tell my story. And my answer is always the same, of course. I can help you know what to say or how to say what you want to say. But the big thing, the big thing that makes you a compelling speaker is understanding and knowing why you're saying it, why you even care to say it, who you're saying it to, where and when to say it, all of that strategy. And maybe most importantly, the thing that really I think sets this program apart is that we understand after the program ends, what drives human behavior and motivation? Now, that question drives me immensely. I'm fascinated by human behavior and motivation, why people do what they do. And when I can teach that in the program and weave that in, I know that I'm helping the speakers understand why the audience even showed up at all, what they're really looking for so that our speakers can meet them at that place. All speakers can meet them at that place. So that's one of the biggest fears that comes up for speakers, right? Is what if my audience just thinks I'm boring or they're not interested in me or they don't think my idea is very compelling? What if my story is just blah? I know that's the fear. I've had that fear myself. What if nobody really cares what I have to say? What if my personal story is just not that interesting? Well, the fact of the matter is all of our stories are interesting once we understand what our audience is looking for inside of that story. So the clue here, the big underpinning is that we have to understand and I have to teach human behavior. We have to understand human beings and what motivates all human beings not just one or two or three in the audience, but all of us together. Super simple, right? Just so simple. <laughs> just understand all humans and all human behavior. It's just that simple. But actually, when you get to the heart of it, sometimes it really is just that simple. Anyway, I feel like I'm teasing the program, which I'm allowed to do, I suppose. It's my podcast, right? And I'm excited to be here for season three and to be kicking off this program. It's such a beautiful mission. And I'm so excited to welcome our next round of speakers, not just into the program, but onto the stage. Now that's for those of you who haven't really listened before and don't really know what I do. But for those of you who have been here for a while now and know exactly who I am and what I do, all I can say is thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me again and again and again and again, but joining me for season three. Holy moly, you've been here a while. I wanted to start off for all of you, frankly, with a quick summary of where I've been all summer long. Where have you even been, Anna, since season two? Like podcasts run weekly. They're on all the time. Why did you even take a break? 
Now listen, we close season two with a bang. And I mean a bang, an absolutely scorching, record-breaking season of listenership. You guys out there literally skyrocketed this show, my show, it's crazy to even think about it, to a top 5% global rank show. And this is news I haven't shared. We were top 1% of all podcasts across the self-help category. That is fucking crazy. It's insane. My mind can't even comprehend that there are that many people listening and not just listening, but like loving the content and listening time after time again to put us that high in the rankings. It's really, really, really quite special. And I have a tremendous amount of gratitude for all of you for paying attention that closely, for being there each week and following the incredible stories, not just my story which oftentimes I feel is very mundane now. I've told it so many times, but the stories of my guests who are just so brave and powerful. Now, if you haven't listened to all of the edits from season two, whether you've been here for a long or you're just joining us, head on back, go through Apple, go search Unapologetic Stories. We're streamed everywhere. And just go back through these stories. If you've listened to them, listen to them again. That is really the beauty of this show and many others is that you just get something new and different every single time you listen. And I say this all the time, like a broken record, my speaker graduates will know this, my community will know this, but I say all the time, what you came for, you will receive. What you came for, you will receive. And that is always true because your heart and your mind and your soul But even just your level of consciousness, your current situation in your life, what you're currently going through, the challenges and obstacles and barriers that you're up against, that self hears and takes in what it needs at the time. We listen for the things that we need. And sometimes when we listen again from a new place, because of course we're changing like all the damn time, right? We hear the information differently and our lens changes. What we bring in, what we absorb changes as well. So go do yourself a favor and do me a favor, of course, but listen back to some of your favorites. And then, of course, keep on listening because this season, I am so excited. We have incredible guests lined up for you. Incredible guests lined up for you. And the theme, which I'm so excited to finally announce... The theme is true stories, true stories. Now, this doesn't seem like a big leap from what we've been doing before, but I want to talk to you a little bit about that. And we're going to start with just the very basic true story of where Anna has been in between seasons. What the heck has she been up to? I have to lead by example here. If we're going to talk about truth, we're going to bring in the truth. We're going to kick out the secrets. This is where it starts. Now, first of all, I'm going to tell you this. I have been working. I've just been working. That's it. It's not very interesting. But where have I been in between seasons? I've been working with incredible clients on all things story. As a professional storyteller, I do a vast array of storytelling things. So I prepare 
brand reports as an example. I have facilitated logo developments. I work with authors and entrepreneurs and creatives and influencers on just finding their why and then developing that into language. So copywriting that why, putting it on a website, for example, putting it on the back of a book, putting it in a book, but also developing a brand, figuring out who you are, why you are, who's listening, what you should be talking about. Uh, just story coaching of all kinds, really. It comes in all forms. And then I also help privately develop keynotes and speeches and PR plans, which is super fun. Now, all kinds of good stuff for amazingly, amazingly good people. But I will tell you this. In addition to that work, I have also been taking myself a damn break. I've been breathing a little more. I've been resting a little more. I have been quitting a little bit. And now I say that because I was recently listening to another podcast. I love podcasts. And I was listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. And she was saying something, I'm sure I'll butcher it all up, but it was something like, in order to get excited about all the things we get excited about, we have to sort of anticipate this quitting time, right? If it just went on and on and on and on and on, it starts to become really overwhelming. And that might not be true for everybody out there listening, but as somebody who has an ongoing mental health disorder that I have to deal with all the time, every day, it never stops, and dealing with chronic pain disorder that never stops. If there's no pacing, if there's no quitting time, there's no excitement either. And if you know what I'm talking about here, if you're like me and you get excited about a project, but you also get very, very overwhelmed with it because the more that it starts to take off, the bigger it gets, the more people sort of expect from you, the less you can really protect your own health, your own mental health, your own physical health, your own peace and sanity and safety. And that, this is something that I've learned like over many, many, many years. When I was first in the pain clinic, I had to learn about pacing myself and figure out, you know, you don't just do all the things all the time at rapid speed and rapid pace because uh, hello, burnout. And that's not just true for people with chronic pain. It's true really for everybody across the board. But this really resonated with me when I heard Glennon talk about it, right? It's like, I'd be probably, I mean, surely a terrible mental health advocate if I didn't advocate for rest for myself and also for you every now and then. And I truly, I mean, I'm not just saying this. I had lots of people telling me, don't take a break. You have to make sure it podcast comes out weekly. You have to make sure this happens or people will forget about you. And you know what? It's probably true. Maybe a lot of you out there had forgotten about me. Maybe you hadn't even thought about me. Kind of hoping you weren't thinking about me all the time and that you had your focus on your life and family and health as well. But I say this really cautiously. It really isn't for me to attach to whether or not you remember me but whether or not I'm providing value and whether or not I'm providing service. And I wouldn't be true to myself if I wasn't resting every now and then. So that's what I did. 
these past few weeks. I just followed my own advice. I rested. I spent time with my two kids, Ava, who is 11, she'll be 12 soon, and Kenna, who is six, going on 17, probably. I meditated more. I worked less. I just caught up on what I needed. And post-pandemic, that sometimes just included sitting on my back patio with a glass of wine and soaking up some vitamin D. And I've also had some pretty major personal things to deal with as well. Some good, some really good. I have been accepted into a master's program, master's in professional communication that I am super excited about. Um, I have been waiting for the right time kind of personally, personally and professionally to weave this into my life and world. And I've accepted a position and it starts at the end of September. So I'm going to be a student again, which is exciting and nerve wracking. Um, but that's the good news. There's been some not so good news as well. My mama, my mother, as you all know by now, has had breast cancer since 2005. I, it's crazy even just to utter that number when I think back on it. I just think, wow. 16 years, going on 17 years with this disease, which has come and gone and it's come and gone and it's come and gone. And my brave mother, oh, my brave, brave mother, uh, recently, just these past few weeks, she got news that it is back again. So even today, in this moment, as I record this, one glass of Kim Crawford Sav Blancan this day marks her very first day back at chemo again. So we've done chemo before, been there, kind of done that. Um, that sounds really casual, but it's major. It's major. And if you know, you know. So it's been a hard day for me and it's been a hard few weeks. And I seriously thank my soul, my intuition in the universe for taking that time. I must have known that I would have needed it maybe needed that time away from being on air and being in front of a microphone. And I'm not going to lie to you. Seriously, I, I see what everybody told me. I see that my analytics are down because of it. And I see that listenership is down. But I just know that as much as I need you here with me now, and as much as I've always needed you here and wanted you here, frankly, I love this community. I also know that this is work and my life and my family, my mother, well, that is the truth. There is the work and then there is the truth. There is the work and then there is the truth and there is social media and then fuck sakes, there is the real truth because social media ain't it folks. I'll tell you that much. It ain't it and it'll never be it. Now I've also had some personal revelations. Now that I've kind of dragged you down this hole, I want to talk to you about some personal stuff. We're here now, right? You're here. This is what Unapologetic Stories is really all about. Now you all know that I commit, of course, to regular therapy, huge advocate for therapy, and to doing the hard work of really staying aware, staying tapped into my spiritual side. Thank God. You know, I've been prepared over at least the last 16 or 17 years, prepare myself to be able to navigate really hard things. And recently I was working through um, 
a 21 day meditation series. And this one happened to be with Deepak Chopra and Alicia Keys. So I follow all of the Chopra meditation series, of course, as an instructor. Um, this one was super cool because Alicia Keys, hello, Alicia Keys. Her voice in and of itself is just meditative, isn't it? And I happened to be invited during this time to speak to the Chopra audience as well during this meditation series on one of the themes of the day that Deepak and Alicia were talking about. Um, this topic was inner knowing inner knowing. And I had to check in with myself. This wasn't very long ago. And I really remember pausing and thinking, I don't know that I've actually been listening to myself. I have that inner knowing. I've cultivated that inner knowing. I have language to put around that inner knowing, but I don't know that I've actually been listening to the inner knowing. So I was feeling like a bit like, oh my goodness. I, I can't go out there and talk to other people about listening to your inner knowing unless I remember what it feels like to listen. So that was part of my decision to rest because I'd been pushing past that feeling of like, I need a break. I need a break. I need off social media. I need off social media. I need away from the glare of the audience. And I hadn't been listening. And so I had to really check in with myself and figure out how to practice what I was preaching. And this was a wake up call for me, Right. If something needed to stop or to pause, I just had to follow that knowing. I had to follow what my intuition was telling me. And that, of course, included this rest time, but it also included something I'm going to talk to you about today. The, today, the rest, there's this sad blanc talking. I had to include in this inner knowing and this deeper listening uh, what I really wanted to do with unapologetically her. And with that show. And this is big for me. I don't know if you can feel that as I'm saying it right now, how big that really feels that I am sort of finally making a decision about where to go next with the show. And where to go next, I think, with the evolution of this storytelling platform in general. Now, I'm going to share all of those updates with you by the end of this edit. So just keep listening. If you haven't tuned out already with all of us, just keep on listening, please. So let's start with talking a little bit about inner knowing. I'm going to kind of throw this at you because I think it's really important, not just my own personal experience with diving in here, but I think hopefully this will help you. We're in a very fucking weird time in the world right now. And if you live in the lower mainland in British Columbia, where I am, maybe you do, maybe you're somewhere else in the world. I mean, nobody right now is immune to COVID and nobody is immune to this dialogue. It is just crazy knowing how to actually trust yourself and listen to yourself and be in service to the collective. I mean, that's, that's hard right now. So this is a topic I really know well um, and one that I had to relearn and recultivate recently. In fact, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's one I have literally written an entire coaching curriculum about. My first coaching curriculum when I developed my company, it was called Soul Sense. Like the entire nature of this program was learning how to tap into our divine intelligence, unpack the me story, that ego story, right? Where all our insecurities live and then tune into our truest story which is the one that is sort of collecting information from our internal cues and signals and intuition, and then using that to inform our decisions. Now, you know, if you know me, I have 
radically curious, radically curious about the connection between what we feel in our lives, what we go through, the challenges and our burdens and hurdles, and how that directs us to our deeper purpose. I've been radically curious about the connection between pain and purpose. And that is because fundamentally, creativity, love, and wisdom is our core essence. We are literal creation, right? We came from creation. I've talked about this before. We are infinite wisdom. We are infinite love. Now that and those three elements are our divine purpose. To return home to that essence is when we feel that sense of awakening. If we've gone through it before, we're awakened. We're like, I'm going through some awakening. Or you're just tapping into the things that you were already before. You're not awakening to anything but yourself. That's what that is, right? Returning home to your essence. And I've really never met a human who was compelled to return to or remember their essence, to awaken to that purpose or compelled to evolve their thinking or give back to others who really hadn't first encountered a learning experience that was wrapped in some painful experience. Now, sometimes we call these failures, okay? Sometimes a painful experience can just be in the form of a failure, personal failure, professional failure. Now I'm using air quotes with the word failure here, right? Because we can define this however we want. Now it doesn't really matter which vernacular you prescribe to. You will notice that the lesson is the same. Every major life change that we make starts with being uncomfortable at some point. Something we didn't like happened. Every intentional action we make starts with being uncomfortable. And those learning experiences, those challenges, those discomforts are what compel us to overcome. So right now, I'm not going to lie, I'm uncomfortable right now. My life is not, you know, I, I don't want this to be happening to my mom. I don't want her to be back in chemotherapy of all things. I don't want that for her, but our options are very limited. I didn't necessarily want to lose listenership. That's uncomfortable for me, but it's a learning experience. It reminds me what's really important, right? Think about what is uncomfortable right now for you in your own life. Is there a place of discomfort? I promise you, it's just shifting you. It's trying to move you forward into something else, some new learning. These are the experiences that compel us to overcome. And I say that because I know that when you're uncomfortable, you have to find a new way of doing something to move at all in another direction and to fight for your survival. And I say survival, not in the fight or the flight terms, fight or flight terms, like not running from a saber toothed tiger here, but in the more kind of meaningful term, like to survive long enough and meaningfully enough past that pain moment um, to serve a deeper purpose, to actually thrive, to help another human being. Our surthrival, not survival, surthrival. It's a weird word. Sounds like some kind of medieval knight surthrival. <laughs> anyway, five years ago, let me tell you something. I would have, even maybe 10 years ago probably, I would have absolutely completely told you that my life was shaped by hardship. And today I will tell you that my life is absolutely shaped by overcoming. That's the difference. 
when we start to see our pain as some kind of stepping point to something. We don't have to like it. We don't have to appreciate it. If we've been harmed in some way, we don't have to forgive anybody for that. It's not your job or your responsibility. But at some point, we want to survive it and hopefully (laughs) survive it. I can't even say that right now without thinking of some kind of medieval night. But that is the beauty of this conversation about pain. It is really not about focusing on the pain itself, but focusing on the moment that comes after. And if you're in pain right now, it's okay. I've been there. I'm right there with you. You don't have to look for any meaning in that moment. Just be in the feeling. Be in your pain. It's okay to feel like you've been victimized. It's okay. It is absolutely okay. Particularly if you actually have been victimized or bullied in some way or been handed a really shitty fucking deck of cards for your life. It's really okay to just be in that pain and explore that pain and say, you know what? This really sucks. And it's not fair. And I didn't ask for this. And I've done everything right in my life. Why is this happening? But that is the thing about life is we just never know. We just never know what's going to come next. We didn't know a pandemic was on its way. We just had no idea. But here we are, like, trying to figure life out. Right? We just don't know these things. Pain is going to come. There is nothing more certain in life than the fact that it ain't going to go smoothly for you every single day. It's just not. So it's not about avoiding the pain. But when you have a moment to breathe after, then focus on the moment that came after. Because every moment in some way or another is an after moment. Something literally just happened in your life. You just heard me say something weird about a medieval knight. And now you're listening to me say something else about overcoming, right? Something happened, a moment passed, and something else happened. There was a moment after the awkward medieval moment. Something happened to you in your life. I know that's true. I know that's true. Something shitty and painful has happened to you in your life. I can't name it. I don't know who you are, but I can tell you, you have been uncomfortable. And now here you are just listening to me talk on a podcast. Maybe you're just driving along. Maybe you're going for a walk. Maybe you're at work. Maybe you're typing away. Maybe you're watching some numbing out reality TV show and you're listening to me. This itself, you listening to me right now is a moment after something hard. Stuff happens all the time that we don't like. No one gets a free pass here. I hate to break it to you. Pain is just inevitable. And of course, I believe this is true because, you know, I've had, I've had some pain in my life. And whether that shows up for you as physical pain, emotional pain, anxiety, worry, stress, challenge, doubt, insecurity, ego, 
separation, disconnection, abandonment, illness, professional hurdles, failures, or just a feeling that something right now isn't right. Something is uncomfortable. Hard things will happen. Discomfort will happen. Dissatisfaction with your life will happen from time to time. And if you're growing and evolving, God willing, it should feel uncomfortable from time to time. These things will happen. It's inevitable. And therefore, here's the good news. Overcoming is also inevitable. You are all ready as you are in this moment, an overcomer. Just like me, you have overcome something in your world to even be plugged into this fucking podcast right now. To be standing in a moment where you are able to sit and plug in to some random woman babbling about storytelling and overcoming, I promise you, you are surviving. You are, I can barely even say it now because now it's comical. You are sir thriving. And often, this is what I do for myself all the time, I forget to sort of validate that overcoming. I forget to validate it. As a recovering perfectionist, air quotes, I often forget really to pat myself on my own back when I overcome something or survive something. I'm always looking for like that big golden star moment. Like I've done this big thing. I've made this big project. I've arrived at this big success. How about you just woke up and got dressed today and you phoned a friend and you started a social activity, maybe virtually, Whatever it is, all of those moments, applause, high five yourself. That is overcoming. That is surviving something. It is the solution to whatever happened momentarily right before it. Now, as a perfectionist, my ego often processes that those things are not worth celebrating, those little things, right? Because it's not the perfect solution. It's not the perfect, right, preferred outcome or something that I'm attached to. But I just have to remember, and I hope you remember, that at some point in your life, I, I overcame something and you overcame something. In fact, just talking about this right now, I am reminded that at some point in my life, I overcame the fear of sharing parts of myself with the world that I didn't quite feel comfortable sharing. And it is the same for you. You have already, at some point or another, small or big, you have heard the call of fear and you have sent love into the battlefield. You have sent love into the battlefield to meet that fear at the door and say, I see you and I hear you, but you're not going to be louder than me today. And overcoming anything, right? That is the freaking purpose. That overcoming anything requires three things. You knew I was going to circle back and bring you home here. It requires three things. It requires a new way of looking at something. That is your creativity. It requires you to have learned something new. That is your wisdom. And it requires a sending in or out 
of the love into your battlefield, calling up the love to meet the fear, to say it is going to be okay and I got this. That is your love. That is your love speaking. And that is the inner knowing. That is what I was talking, of course, to the Chopra audience about, knowing that we don't have to look outside of ourselves for something bigger, better, stronger, faster. Our strength is built in. Our resilience is built in. I don't care what your stronger looks like. I don't care what your resilience looks like. I don't care if your resilience looks like rolling over in bed to find a new position and flicking the channel. Don't judge yourself with the word resilience. We do this all the time, right? You go on social media, you see this drives me absolutely fucking crazy, I'll tell you. As somebody who loves language, I love to pick apart language, but I will tell you, people use language all the time to burden you with some sense of guilt that you're doing it wrong. Right? One day you're proud of your resilience, then you go along, you see, online, you see something say, nobody has to be resilient. Don't put resilience as a goal. It makes you feel bad. It's like, eh. Or we redefine it. Let's edit that shit. Let's make it mean what we want it to mean. Right? Everyone's strong looks different. Everyone's rest looks different. Rest is strength. Saying no is strength. There's lots of way to be, ways to be strong. Your stronger is whatever it takes for you to connect with your inner knowing, however that happens. For me, that was to shut it down and to reconnect with my family. That was the most important thing in the world to me in the last month. We have to learn to redefine what our own stronger is by tapping into that knowing. And now because I've got you listening, I've got you listening and I've dropped so many F-bombs today. I don't know if it's the wine talking or you're just... I don't know, just excited to be back for season three because it's such a good one. I wanted to kind of share this with you as well. I made some notes and I thought, am I going to share this? Maybe I'll share this. Maybe I won't share this, but you know what? Let's, let's do this thing. Let's do it up. I wanted to offer uh, something to you about finding inner knowing. And if it just literally feels very elusive to you, if you just can't tap into your body, um, if you can't really get still with yourself and people who struggle with, first of all, chronic pain, it's really hard to tap into the body because sometimes the body is in pain. And so when people say drop into your body, you're like, mm, can't do that because for me, that's uncomfortable, right? Um, or if you have a lot of anxiety and we say get still and you're like, mm, everything I have created about who I am has trying to be, tried to avoid being still because stillness equals voices equals scary equals all my worries. So I'm just going to offer you this as kind of like another option for you if being still and kind of tapping into inner knowing feels really hard to grasp right now. Now, it's something I talked about with Chopra again, and that is connecting to stories from the past, uh, stories even of, we're not even talking about past, like your ancestors that you know and have met and shaken hands with or hugged, but stories about myths and legends, mythical beings stories that our ancestors have actually created in their imaginations to define certain qualities and values. Now, it doesn't, again, have to be someone you know personally. You can research this. You can start digging in deep on this. And I did this too recently. Now, I wanted to share mine with you. This is when I need to kind of dig deep and find qualities and in the collective that I want to embody and embrace. I found a really deeply fascinating story from my Irish ancestors of a goddess. And she was a goddess of love and beauty. And her name was Kleena. That's how you pronounce it. It's not spelled that, that way, but, or the way you would imagine it was spelt. 
um, but it's pronounced Kleena. And she ruled over my family's dynasty, at least that was the myth, in County Cork in Ireland. And she was said, this is the beautiful story, she was said to have had three brightly colored birds whose songs would heal others. So beautiful, right? And I often think of those birds myself when I need to embody kind of the values and qualities of something beyond myself or my physical body or my pain or my worry. I think of Kleena, I think of her birds as representations of the three essential energies that I keep rambling on about love, creativity, and wisdom. Each one of them is healing if we're open to kind of hearing their music, hearing the song of the birds, hearing their guidance and listening. Now, Kleena's soul is said to still live in the ocean tides and waves of the area and that the ocean provides healing. And I know that's true for me. The ocean and water has always provided healing to me. So sometimes I just go down to the water and I think about this. And even though I'm not in Ireland, I'm not in the area of County Cork right now, I just imagine that that energy is available to me if I embody it and I take it in. Whenever I'm struggling to find my own strength, I, I want to tap into these stories. And not because, and I, maybe there's some of you listening out there that think, okay, this is a little nutty, right? Who knows if this is even tangible? It's not tangible. It's a myth, right? It's a story from the collective. It's a story from my ancestors, not even a real person. Or maybe it was a real person or a version of a real person. And these are the qualities and values that they evolved into this greater story. But these energies exist in the collective. And we all have a collective soul. We have a personal soul. We have collective soul, universal energy, right? We're able to kind of gather this and pull it in and draw it in. It is a story that human beings at some point were able to imagine and create based on things they knew or experienced. So it's there. It's available to us. If we had the capacity to imagine it, even right now, I'm certain, as I told you that story, you imagined her and her birds and what color they were. You have the capacity to imagine this too, which means that you have the access to the qualities that exist in the story as well. That is the power of storytelling. That is the power of storytelling. True stories, deeply true stories whether they feel true to you or not, know that they are true to you if they mean something to you. So as I've been away this past while, I've been thinking a lot about where to go next, what to do with not only season three, but with this whole movement, this whole storytelling platform. And after a whole ton of reflection and a lot of tears, I'll tell you, a lot of tapping into that inner knowing and being guided by these qualities of, you know, not just myths, but people in my world, my own mother, for example. When I tapped into that, I decided and I knew that I wanted to share this with you today on the launch of season three, that I have decided that returning 
to the unapologetically her show platform didn't feel right for me anymore. I have really, really grieved that if I'm being honest with you. I cannot even tell you the sheer amount of personal hours, personal dollars, personal energy that I put into producing that show. And the amount of personal time and energy and love and support that the committee put in to really forward the unapologetically her platform. Our platform was about moving stories, putting more voices on stage, creating movements and community. And it meant a lot to all of us. It meant a whole hell of a lot to me. And I feel like leaving that event behind, although mostly the fault of a pandemic, frankly, who knows where we had big plans. We had big plans back in 2020. But leaving that event behind, no matter whose fault it is or what pandemic kicked us off track, it has felt like a really huge failure on my part to me. When many events were pivoting online during that time, you will have noticed that unapologetically her did not. I just knew in my heart of hearts that that wasn't what this event was about. It was always about putting people in rooms together to connect us more deeply about issues that divide us, about issues that hurt us. And it just didn't feel right to me. Didn't feel like something, I think more importantly, that I had the capacity for. It didn't feel energizing and I have struggled with that decision for a very long time. I've talked about it on and off, I think, over season two, kind of struggling with where we're going to go and when the next event will come. And I've even been talking to a ton of agents and bureaus, um, thinking about what new speakers we could bring in for you. I've never stopped thinking about it, but something was always holding me back. And that's not just the pandemic, I don't think, anymore. I mean, of course, the barrier and the hurdle and the struggle of getting people in rooms together. I mean, that's just a whole other conversation that I don't even have the energy to get into. It's so, it just makes my heart so sad thinking that maybe this wasn't a choice after all. Maybe this is something that we were sort of cornered into. But I have also thought too, like, Maybe is the virtual space just not for you, Anna? Maybe that's just not your space. Maybe you just need to put the event production side kind of offline for a bit and bring it back when the world opens back up because I do prefer real connection. And yet the more I sat with it, the more I sat with that knowing, the more I tapped into my own creativity in a time of discomfort, my own wisdom, what I had learned about myself and about you and about this community and about what was needed in the past three years and then more importantly tapped into my true essence that love that really I was like sending out to the battlefield and saying 
what the fuck are you going to do here? What are you scared of? Where are we going to go? I realized that it wasn't just the fear or the discomfort of being in a virtual space. It couldn't be because I've been running this beautiful speaker training program with these profound virtual events that have moved people, moved people in such a deep way. It's not the virtual space. That was not it. And I'd be lying if I told you I knew what it was right now. All I know is that this is not the time. It doesn't feel right for me anymore. And when I started to actually see when the world opened up just a little bit and we could expand our bubbles, we started to get together. I actually saw the committee, some of them. Again, recently, the core crew that's been with me for three years, we recently reconnected and I hadn't seen them in a really long time. And I validated for myself that yes, real in-person connection is what this was about. It's so important. Um, But I don't know. I am struggling to even get the words out as I say this to you. I just needed to meditate on it, frankly, so much more. And I think what I realized when I tapped into that deeper knowing, I realized that was what was really connecting me to the event all along was the speaker graduates. It was the graduates from the speaker training program, watching them perform. And so, as I've said, I've been focusing my energy on that program and on them. We've run a few cohorts since COVID began. And the big moment, even though it's virtual, has really felt more connected to me than anything else. And that is truly where my heart lies. I don't really personally have the desire to be on a stage anymore. I think that's kind of how this started three years ago. I was like, give me that fucking microphone. I got things to say, people to talk to. Don't get me wrong. If somebody wanted to hand me a microphone right now, I would jump on the opportunity. But I don't feel as called to be pushing my own story forward at the moment. Never say never, right? There will come a time. Life changes. Everybody changes. Things change. My story will change There will come a time when there are things I want to talk about that I'm still not comfortable talking about that I want to share that right now I'm not comfortable sharing. But I know there will be a time and I will change my mind on that. But right now, I have every desire to move other stories forward and to give other stories a stage. We had three beautiful years of Unapologetically Her and the thing that came out of those events, the things people talked about more than anything else were the speaker graduates. What moved you as an audience was their true stories. And that feedback, not just my own inner knowing and feedback, but your feedback as well is still very, very clear to me. And so in addition to everything else, I've kind of been watching what was happening in the world and in my soul. And you probably knew where this was leading. I have made the difficult decision to retire the unapologetically her show, at least for the foreseeable future. I really like to normalize changing my mind, right? If the time ever feels right, then I will bring that show back. But what called to me right now, and I'm sure to everybody that's been a part of the show, is um, that at this point, we just need to take a step back. 
in order to take a step forward. And at this point in history, the forward moving event space for me is to share more voices, more individual voices, share more individual stories, learn from each other more. I want diverse stories and not just culturally diverse, but economically diverse. There is an entire segment of society that never, ever gets seen or heard because their followership is too low on Instagram or because they have to spend time, for example, taking care of sick family members and they don't have the time to spend kind of building a social media platform or profile. Those are the people I want to make room for. I know who you are because I am you. I have much more important things to be doing in my world, but let me tell you, I have had to adapt to some very painful and uncomfortable things in my life. There have been things happening behind closed doors that, like I said, I will share when I'm ready. But I know that there are things happening behind closed doors for you as well. And when you're out there feeling like you are just fucking invisible, that nobody cares about your story, that it's not important, that you can't even find your place on a stage or a podcast or anywhere. I want to be the channel for you. I've always wanted that. And I think in many ways, when we're producing these massive events and there's only so much stage time and we have to sell tickets and there's a pressure to sell tickets and there's this pressure to always have somebody or someone as beautiful as our speakers and our keynotes have been, my God, we've had some killer, amazing people on our stage. I'm telling you, profound, profound stories. And they're also very moving. Do not get me wrong here. Very, very moving stories. But there's so many people who aren't heard from. People who have the time to learn, who want to learn, who have the heart to learn, who have the stories that will blow your mind wide open but they just haven't been given the opportunity. And that's where my soul is at right now. That is where this podcast is at. That is where my event production soul and heart and mind is at. That is what we're going to move forward with. True stories. I just want people to talk about the things that matter to them. And while we're shifting and changing, yes, we are also growing and expanding. We might be moving away from one thing. Like I said, never say never. Maybe there's a big unapologetically her on the horizon a couple of years from now, but not right now. Right now we are growing, we are expanding into a new brand of event that I'm so thrilled about that marries all of my creativity, my wisdom, my love together, but also your creativity, your wisdom, and your love. So you've heard it here first. You are hearing it here first. We are bringing you our first ever True Story Talks event. True Story Talks. And this first event will take place on October 14th. It is going to feature six talks from our brand new speaker graduates from my speaker training program. 
that I talked about at the beginning, kicking off on September 9th. Uh, for now, for more information, you are following me, of course, hopefully on Instagram at Unapologetic Anna, Clubhouse at Anna Mullins. And now I invite you to follow on Instagram the handle at True Story Talks, just how it sounds, for more information about these events and how we're going to move more stories forward. Education plus opportunity. But I want you to expect as well from this season and from these events so much more from me on the topic of storytelling and language, not just as I enter this new master's program, which I'm thrilled and excited about, and I'll be taking you along on that ride with me. But this is our way forward. We are all so divided right now. I know you're feeling it. I'd be crazy to think you're not. I am struggling myself, to be honest with you, with a mother who can barely survive a sneeze while on her chemo, let alone a COVID infection. I am really struggling to understand some people's decisions right now. And it has made me a very hard, divided person. I feel it myself. I know you're out there right now thinking, how can this person, how can my neighbor, how can my friend possibly feel this other way? I'm really struggling with that too. I don't know if I've reconciled that yet myself. Because I know that there's this mix of people who are struggling with medical trauma and anxiety as well, topics we haven't discussed, but also people who are literally dying. These are big divided times right now. And I just don't know all of the answers. I don't have all the answers. I don't know how we're going to move forward. It feels really heavy in general right now. I know where I stand. I'm sure you know where you stand. It feels heavy, but I do know, and I really have hope that true stories are our way forward. We have to believe that our stories will help somebody else, but we have to believe as well that we care enough about everyone around us to share those stories. If anything is the way forward, true stories, I think, are the way. Storytelling itself is a vessel between our past experiences and our future outcomes. I'm going to say that again. Storytelling is the vessel between our past experiences and our future outcomes. I was recently sharing, actually, with our 2020 guest, unapologetically her, I was on the Papaya podcast with Sarah Landry. I was sharing with her that humans have a fundamental need to storytell because we have a fundamental need to cooperate. That's how it all started, right? As the need for building fires got larger, making larger hunts, collecting more meat, those kind of things became more essential to early humans. It was also essential that we could communicate with one another in order to accomplish those goals, right? So we needed story to actually cooperate. What fascinates me though is that human language, the evolution of human language in that evolution, the very first stage of storytelling was only ever about past experience. We would describe a story from the past in order to share our learnings with each other. It seems so obvious, right? We learned something, went down this path, it was dangerous, or I tried this fire method, it didn't work. Everything about what had already happened was the basis for how language began. And then in order to create new information that would inform or predict our future to keep us alive down the road, we had to use those past experiences to storytell. 
And then the more that we told stories about our past, we were able to actually make predictions about how things would be later in the future. So that was secondary to our evaluation of the past. So you could genuinely say that sharing our experiences through story is what allowed us uh, to stay alive and keep our communities alive. It literally changed our brain. It evolved our brain. It's what created imagination. When we began to piece together what we knew and using all of that information, we actually created imagination about what might happen next. That's our future planning. And maybe I'm just a story nerd here, but I find that so fascinating that storytelling is actually adaptive. It helps the group form a collective memory of experiences in order to literally learn from the past. And I feel hopeful that I have learned from the past of all of the events that we've produced, all the wonderful people that we've put on stage that I've seen blossom and grow and expand in major, major ways and help other people. I really feel hopeful that that community and you, our audience, the audience community, the people that have been following along, if you haven't stopped following me, I know some of you have, I watched the numbers decrease and I get little pangs of sadness and hurt. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> feels really gross when I see people drop off and stop following or I always take it really personally, but I'm working on that. I really, really, really hope that you all too have learned from our events and learned from this movement, um, sort of the power of story. And together, I am really hoping, I'm really begging, my ego is begging you to move forward with me to keep going, to keep this podcast moving, to keep our stories moving, to keep my guest stories moving, most importantly, to be a part of the future trajectory of what we're growing and expanding into. I am so, so, so thrilled to start introducing that to you. This kind of foundation of true stories, true stories that move us. So that's it from me today. Thank you for hanging on. This has been a long one, I know, but an important one. But I want to tell you this season is going to be amazing. Please get ready for another groundbreaking season of the podcast. Please go and follow or like the podcast or subscribe or whatever your streaming service asks you to do. Please go do it. Be a friend to me right now. Leave me a review if you love this podcast. It really helps us get seen and heard even further. Go to Apple Podcast Reviews and just click down and encourage you to click five stars because I've had one troll who clicked one star but left no comments, so God knows. There's always one in every crowd. But please get ready as well to follow along on not only my personal journey, but the personal journey of all of our new speakers, people whose stories have been locked behind closed doors. And more importantly, get ready to imagine what the future might hold when we can all together embrace the discomfort, first and foremost, embrace that discomfort and find a new solution, a way to move past that, to tap into our deeper wisdom and move us all forward. I thank you all for listening today. I thank you for listening last season. I thank you for continuing to listen, for being along for the ride for being part of our own collective cooperation and storytelling journey, being part of our bright future, and for sticking with me.
even when I needed some rest. Dare I say, I love you all. I love you all for that. I really, really do. I hope you understand and hear that and feel that through my microphone right now. I really, really deeply love you for that. My gratitude always, always storytellers. Until next time. Thank you for joining this edit of the Unapologetic Stories podcast. If you're ready to share your truth and rewrite your personal life story, connect with me at unapologeticstories.com for all the details on speaker training, storytelling, and strategizing your way through this one big life. If you've enjoyed listening, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast listening app or Apple Podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Unapologetic Anna for new speaker training start dates. Until next time, stay brave, stay unapologetic, and keep bringing in your truth.